All right, so hello, welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Today we have Coach Plumet. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, this is awesome. We've tried to do this for the better part of a year, so this is good to finally sit down and do this yeah, together. Yeah, we did. We, we started talking and things uh, things got crazy and, uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. It so. does, man. I mean, we both have kids and it's just a... Uh, and kids are a blessing from the Lord, but you're trying to do things, and then, oh, my goodness, they need this, they need that, and stuff gets in the way sometimes. Oh, there, there's no doubt. I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> I just had my, my first. Uh, my daughter was about a month old now, and it's, it's been crazy. Mm. You know, it took me 46 years, but <laughs> finally got one. Right, there you go. It's been a blessing. It's been amazing. It's been uh, everything that, that, that they tell you, but the uh, schedule is now hers. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes know, it yes it is the schedule and i'm back to work and luckily the wife's staying home but yeah it's uh it definitely changes your uh changes your outlook on things absolutely and for the better as absolutely yes. we both go through agree with that so coach please for the listener give a little bit of background about yourself then we'll we'll rock and roll okay uh well um yeah i grew up in uh, western pennsylvania actually um in north for sales i went to sarah catholic high school in mckeesport you know heavy football area um you know, really didn't get a chance to play uh, until I was in high school. I, I was actually too big for the uh, youth league. I can never make the weight limit. <laughs> oh, wow. But, uh, you know, when, when you know, I grew fast and when I was six foot three, 315 pounds in seventh grade, I, I <laughs> mm-hmm. they weren't, yeah, they weren't uh, able to make that work. But I got into high school, fell in love with the game, um, you know, and, and immediately when I got to college, uh, and I realized for multiple reasons that I wasn't going to continue my playing career. Um, I started exploring coaching and I went back to my alma mater, volunteered up at Sarah Catholic in McKeesport for a couple of years, just starting out. I was driving an hour each day as a volunteer coach to, to get started and uh, turned that into a, a first paid job in 98 at a little school, Gible Catholic outside of uh, Uniontown, PA, Carnalsville, actually. And, um, you know, bounced around and, and, you know, young coaches, and you know this, um, when you're trying to find that first job and you're trying to hold on to coaching and you have to move around and you're moving back from college and trying to get hired somewhere. So I had a couple of years in and, in and out of places. And then I was given a, a real good opportunity in uh, 2002. I went to, with a buddy of mine work uh, for Greg Botta of the mm. Franklin Regional High School in Murraysville, PA. And Greg is, is a well-respected championships, you know, uh, winning coach, uh, ran that Franklin Regional program for many, many years. Um, and he really gave me my first uh, introduction to what being a football coach was, was all about. You know, That's awesome. Time I, I'm working at Franklin Regional. I was, I was teaching at another school, so I was about 40 minutes apart. But things we do for things we do for the love of the game, right? Like you mm-hmm. said. Um, so after three years at Franklin Regional and uh, working at the middle school level, working my way up through, um, I ended up back at Sarah Catholic with my uh, the man who coached me uh, in high school. He had left and moved to some other school, Rich Bowen. Um, Rich actually, we ran into each other scouting a playoff game. And he says, hey, what are, you, uh, what are you doing? I told him I was coaching. He goes, hey, I need a line coach, and I'm looking at coming back. Are you, you interested? Absolutely. So I came in with him and became his O-line coach, coached O-line and linebackers. Um, the next year, the uh, D coordinator left in 06, um, became the D coordinator, coached the O-line and, and coordinated the defense. In 07, we were lucky enough uh, to win a, a WPIL championship and the state runner-up in, in single A and PA. 
um, spent a couple more years there, and then uh, had the was really blessed with the opportunity through uh, Rich's former uh, college roommate, Rick Sheppis, uh, who was the head coach at Waynesburg University. Mm. Um, and he offered a position, uh, Rich, and, and for myself. And we had sort of a package deal, and we went down there, and uh, I took over the linebacker's uh, job at Waynesburg University, got a chance to uh, experience uh, uh, coaching and teaching at, at the college level, which is just a night and day difference from the from the high school level. The other oh, I can only imagine. Similar, but the uh, just working with it with, with a, an older age group, um, you know, for the first time I ever had the opportunity, we were we weren't too platooning as we were at the small you know small high school level. <laughs> yeah, you know, geez. I was like, oh, I have linebackers every day now. This is amazing. So um, it, it was a little bit of a culture shock, but I loved my time there. Loved the uh, loved the recruiting aspect. Loved getting out, get to get to talk to different coaches, getting to teach, um, you know, teach at that level, and uh, and academically too. You know, being able to, to teach at the college level mm-hmm. uh, was really was really uh, a change for me. It was really different, but again, really liked it. Just a whole different set of uh, whole different set of responsibilities uh, involved there when, when you're balancing. Um, you know, the coaching, the classes, the recruiting, the traveling, you know, all the stuff that, that a small college uh, mm-hmm. career takes, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and while there, you know, just at the small college level, just like small high schools, you take on multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when Coach Shep, who was also the AD down there at the time, looked at me and said, hey, we need a uh, assistant women's lacrosse coach. Are you interested? So that's me. What do you, what do you <laughs> say to the boss, you know? Sure. Right. Because we can't pay a whole lot, but I said, okay, that's fine. And, mm-hmm. You know, it, it took me real uh, about 15 minutes to figure out the defensive footwork and women's lacrosse is very similar to pass blocking technique. Oh, okay. So I was able to translate that right over. Mm. Um, yeah, spent two years, two seasons doing that. And, and that was a whole different, again, a whole different experience that, that I was thankful to have. And uh, in the spring of 2012, we just finished uh, spring ball and uh, I saw a Posting in the in the Pittsburgh newspaper, head football coach wanted Brook High School, mm-hmm. and uh, you know my cousins had actually graduated from Brook. I was familiar with Brook. I mean, a, a celebrated program, and and you know back in the day was you know three time state champion, six time, seven time runner up, um, mm-hmm. was ranked in top twenty five in the USA Today back in the day. I mean, mm-hmm. just, a, just a storied West Virginia program, and uh, I said, you know what, why not? I was I was 35 years old. I said, well, you know, if I want to make this move, this is a great opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, really, really for the first time in my life, I, I, I had a job and was looking for another job and had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been in that position where you're really caught between, you know, I loved, loved Waynesburg, loved the people there, loved the college level, but I felt that pull back to the high school level. Mm-hmm. There's just something about that high school level and the opportunity to be a head coach. Because mm-hmm. that was always on my always on my career path. I always always saw mm-hmm. me doing that. Um, so I put in for it. I interviewed for it. I was fortunate enough to get it, and uh, I got hired uh, Memorial Day weekend of 2012 as a head football coach with no teaching job, and you know, promise oh my gosh, something for you, you know. And uh, I said, sure, let's do it, and moved moved to West Virginia, basically sight unseen, and. Mm-hmm. Had about six weeks to get a program together before we hit camp in August. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gee whiz. Oh, yeah, man. You know, but I've been here since 2012 and uh, spent two years as head coach. 
and then I moved into administration, took over assistant principal position, and then uh, eventually the AD, AD combined assistant principal position, and been doing that since uh, 2014 now. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, that what a story. And it's interesting. We're we're similar in this fact that we came into West Virginia like kind of around the same time I was almost there. I was like 30, give or take 30. But people look at me sometimes when I tell them I moved to West Virginia for a football job, they look at me like, what are you talking about? You know, Absolutely. <laughs> like you came from Georgia. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you left Pennsylvania to take a West Virginia job. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's cool. That's such like the world gets smaller every day. You know, people's stories are just very become more similar. You find people that, Oh, okay. Like that was, that was something that was similar to, to my experience. So Brooke high school, very storied tradition, storied program, uh, close to a place that I listen to a lot of people from. So Steubenville, Ohio is close to there. So oh, yeah, right, I listen to like, I listen right to podcasts from people who were over there. And, uh, so I feel like I, I don't know Steubenville at all, but I listen to people who live there. Um, but yeah, so please look, look give the listener a little bit of story, the history, storied history of Brooke and kind of what, what you guys are doing there now to try to kind of get that back and bring that back to the, to the program. Yeah. Um, so, so Brooke was one of the earlier or earliest, I should say, consolidated uh, school districts uh, back in 69. Uh, Brooke was a consolidation of three high schools at the time. And when it was formed in 1969 here in the Valley, you know, the steel mills were up and running. We had over 2000 students, mm. um, you know, everything, you know, it was everything that was right with the world. I mean, the mills were going, the businesses were going. You had two towns. Weirton was 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 nineteen thousand steel jobs, um, mm. feeding feeding kids down. All you know, you, they actually had too much. Mm-hmm. If you if you understand what I'm saying, there was yeah, too many, yeah, for too sure, many good athletes. There were so many good athletes that never even saw the field in mm. those early days. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they had the first year, I think, I think you said they had 120, 128 football players come out. Oh, geez. Yeah. And they had two freshman teams and a sophomore team and a JV team and, mm-hmm. and 60 kids on the varsity team. They were all seniors on mm-hmm. the varsity team. Gee whiz. And you just moved up one. Yeah. And it was like that for years. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, did okay at the beginning. And then, uh, you know, our, our, our legendary coach, Bud Billiard, uh, mm-hmm. was hired and, and he came in immediately, you know, just, just started molding this program um and if you if you talk to anybody in west virginia or it was around in that that era mm-hmm. um the one thing that i learned is that budro was ahead of his time mm-hmm. he was doing things in the late 70s early 80s that we're just getting into now oh wow so Jeez. he was one of the the, the first ones or anywhere to get into using flex bands for, for stretching and flexibility. Hmm. He was one of the first ones to do, you know, really focus on agilities instead of just, you know, football at the time, you hmm. know, 70s and 80s, it was about power lifting. It was hmm. like, you know, you want to be, be as big and strong and tough as you can. Hmm. He said, no, I want my kids to be agile and quick and, and flexible hmm. on top of being strong. Hmm. And so he really focused and he really developed, he did videos. Oh, wow. He did videos. He was on VHS and eight millimeter film. And, you know, he was putting these videos out and, and showing the kids what the workouts were before, you know, before we would even think about, you know, putting it on huddle or putting it on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting a drill tape together. Oh, so sure. Yeah. He was doing it. And he had that vision. Um, 
Yeah, but under under Coach Billiard, I mean, he was here. I think it was twenty ended up being twenty nine years, and then like I said, three state titles and five runner ups under under Coach Billiard, and really just built this program into in, into a, a national level power for that for that period. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one of the things that we're dealing with now, and and uh, it, it's kind of difficult to reconcile i guess you say it um is that the people still expect that which is great mm-hmm. because the people want to win mm-hmm. the community wants to win the school wants to win mm-hmm. um however the circumstances are a little different sure so mm-hmm. you know in 1979 1980 89 we were still in the top five or six biggest schools in the state mm-hmm. we're one of the smaller triple a schools now Right, right. You know, we used to have two thousand kids. We have under a thousand now. Mm-hmm. You know, the resources that the community had just aren't there. The, the jobs aren't there. The community's not there. Mm-hmm. Now, the, don't get me wrong. The community that is here is great. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot smaller. So we're just not yeah. seeing um, that cycle's not turning over as quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they used to reload every year. Where it was oh well, only seniors played varsity. Mm-hmm. You know, only. You know, juniors were backups, and you didn't you didn't even think about playing until you're starting until your senior year. Right now, we're we're walking out here with, hey, I got three freshmen that are starting mm-hmm. because they're the best athletes are. And right, that's a, a whole change of um, the dynamics of of the uh, the area. And mm-hmm. We're not the only school that goes through it. You know, right, we're not. Um, what we have had to do though is really rethink our approach. Um, you know, rethink our scheduling approach. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be a little more selective about who we put on the schedule. Right, right. You know, we, you know, we're not we're not necessarily ready to butt heads with two thousand plus student schools anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. we want to test ourselves, but we also understand that that uh, you know we want to be able to to I hate to say use the word survive. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes and you know and, and, and you're down at Buchanan now and we're about the same size. So you know yeah, that. very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we are. We're we're very very similar schools, and uh, it's it's a, it's sometimes it's about looking at it, who you have and saying, okay, I need to get through these couple weeks, and we're going to be okay. And, and that's been one of the mindsets that we we've tried to you know we've had we've we've had some trouble adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the coach McLean's now you know going in going, in, going into tenth year, um, and. Um, you know, he has a really, really decent foundation um, set up. I mean, his numbers, the numbers in the program are excellent. The program um, that, that his coaches have bought into over the last couple couple years, we have a really, really good junior class coming through. Uh, they're going to be, you know, up our rising seniors. So we're, we're really hopeful. We're really hopeful for the for the future for the next couple of years. And, uh, and, and again, we're, we're, we're in that cycle. We're in that cycle where every five, six, seven years, we have mm-hmm. that group. Oh sure, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. we, we don't have the, the 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 numbers anymore to say okay, we're just going to reload every year. Mm-hmm. We need to develop a um, a uh, program where the younger kids can decide, you know, can can develop and come up through mm-hmm. and contribute along the way. And, and that's where the big to me the big difference was prior to. Even 2000, 2001, um, the middle school was in the younger levels were also almost an afterthought. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. When they got to high school. Mm -hmm. Now we've had to go back and start with our sixth and seventh and eighth graders Mm -hmm. really start to develop at that level so that we can use them in ninth, 10th and 11th grade before they get to be seniors. Mm -hmm. And we've had some success with that over the last couple of years. So that has been one big change that that we've Mm -hmm. made here. That's so interesting because that's that's how we are here at BU. I mean, our guys start getting start getting in the weight room seventh, eighth grade year at our place, right. and I'd imagine back in the day at BU being the '60s, that wasn't the case. It was like you were talking about Brooke. We're we're only we're only really playing seniors, maybe some juniors. The rest of them are just developing up. We'll develop them over the course of years. But and there's got we played a bunch of ninth graders two years ago. Not as many this past year, but and not as many this upcoming year. But yeah, sometimes you do. If it's, like you said, if it falls in that cycle, it's what you. It's who you have. So you have to play with them. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to put them on the freshman team and not play a varsity schedule. Like get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was that was a debate we we had. I mean, about seven years ago, we actually sat down with our principal, with our superintendent at the time, and, and Coach McLean, myself, and, and weighed out what benefited the program more playing a freshman schedule or making them jv varsity and letting them get some experience even though we Mm -hmm. knew they were probably going to take some lumps right you know um but we just knew we couldn't have two programs anymore Mm -hmm. couldn't have Mm -hmm. a freshman team that was going out and not having enough or barely enough to be be competitive right and then you might you might lose a jv so then you're you're losing juniors and sophomores that aren't playing, they're not mm-hmm. playing Friday night. Well, now they're not getting to play JV because we don't have enough because we have a freshman team that plays on Wednesdays. Right. But the freshman team doesn't have enough to really be, I hate to use the word good, but mm-hmm. there may be a kid or two short. Mm-hmm. But now they're locked into that freshman only schedule. So we had to sit down and say, okay, what's best for us? And we sat down and mm-hmm. we said that we we're just going to do away with the freshmen everybody jv and we'll work on getting the schedule you know done right and and uh making it making it more developmental at that level mm-hmm. and that really has benefited us and, and you know you talk about that we talk about that cycle um where you have right now we're, we have 20 21 juniors oh wow that's a big number 18 of them 17 of them started at one point or another as sophomores oh geez last year they mm-hmm. came back and they started again this year and they're all going to be coming back for next year. So we're looking at rolling into 23 with, you know, 20 plus seniors mm-hmm. that have experience. Mm-hmm. Now we have a good junior class behind them too. So mm-hmm. we have that supporting. It's able, mm-hmm. to, able to push them a little bit. Now that after the, that junior class, we get into another little cycle. Right. Go through the building process again. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're very hopeful. And I mean, last two years have been been pretty good to us. I mean, not not great. We we'd like to be better. I mean, five and four in, in you know twenty one and, and five and five this year, and mm-hmm. that still doesn't sound awesome. But you know, compared to the O and Ofers and the one and nines and the three and sevens that we had mm-hmm. the three years before that, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll take you know five and four with a bunch of bunch of sophomores and five and five with a bunch of juniors and a couple injuries. You know, mm-hmm. who can Looking into into twenty three, we're we're pretty happy with where we're at right right this this second. Absolutely, yeah, and man, and I think about record is great, but it's really about maximizing your potential and your talent. So, did you 
did you get the most out of what you have? And I feel like we did this past year at BU, like five and five. You know, we were a play or two here, here and there for being six and four, but that happens. We were also a play here or there for being three and seven. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? When you're right in the middle like that, it could. It, like yeah. you said, one turnover this way, one one fumble that way, one missed extra point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a one or two game swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you were saying, especially when your talent is like is equal, mm-hmm. then it's just it's one play here, one play there. Is this guy hurt? Did, did we fumble the ball? Did we turn it over? Did they turn it over? Uh, and then it usually just comes down to something like that. I mean, you've coached oh, yeah. for so long, you know how it's it's just man. It's, but when you're if it's interesting though, that's your that's your best coaching because when you're that much better, it doesn't matter. You could turn it over. You're still going to beat him by forty. But if, and if you're that much worse, it doesn't matter. You could play great, and they're still going to beat you because they're that much better than you. <laughs> better than you, you know. Oh man, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. At some point, it does. You know, it's the old saying. It sometimes you know, you can coach all you want. Sometimes mm-hmm. it it comes down to the you know the Jimmys and the Joes, not the X's and O's. And it's mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you have enough at the right place at the right time to get it done? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So I'm looking at your behavioral expectations behind yourself. Yeah. What are those, Coach? I see it over your left shoulder yeah, there. What, the, uh, tell me about that those. That was the uh, program we started just to, to try to get some consistency across our, our building. Mm, okay. um, so we just took our, our BHS, you know, Brook High School, and you know, so the B is be respectful, and then the uh, handle con- conflicts maturely, and uh, strive for success. Just three general things that we wanted to make sure were uh, – Put out there in every classroom, in every office, in mm. in hallways, that our students know when they walked in, they want we wanted them to see that. Mm-hmm. And if that's and if that's the three things that we could get them to take out of any any given day, you said that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. They may not learn algebra, they may not learn English, but if we taught them how to be responsible, be respectful, and, and you know handle things maturely, and, and understand that conflict is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest issues that we see with, with students, high school age students these days, is they mm-hmm. don't know how to handle conflict. Mm-hmm. They, they have no mm-hmm. idea what it means to have a civil disagreement with somebody. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. pick any, anything you want, you know, religion, politics, and mm-hmm. uh, football schemes, and okay, you're, you're a five wide guy and I'm a wishbone guy. We may sit down and butt heads on how we're going to do it but at the end of the day we're not mm-hmm. going to you know we're mature enough to understand hey we have difference of opinion great right in right. these days they don't necessarily know that where mm-hmm. um you know they just they uh i don't want to say fly off the handle but they they react very strongly a lot of times yes when someone yes. goes to them and says no i i i think a little differently than you do mm-hmm you mm-hmm. can't think differently than me. That's that's not allowed. Right. Right. <laughs> and, right. And sometimes you got to take take these these guys and, and whether it's you know players on the team or students in, in the hallway and you got to sit them down and take a step back and say, listen, mm-hmm. this is what we need to do here. And that's where we go back to our we're we handling mm-hmm. it maturely. We're we being respectful. We're trying to be successful. That's our three. That's our three stepping stones that we want to work on every day. Yeah, I think that the interpersonal face-to-face has been lost due to social media, due to phones a little bit. So I can be really mad at you 
and disagree sharply behind my my phone. My thumbs are really brave because I can type this on social media. And then I think sometimes for at least for the kids I've been around, it's translating that to like you were saying, let's have a civil conversation. I disagree about this. Let's not just use the rhetoric that gets all the likes on Twitter or Instagram. Let's use kind words to seek understanding from each other. And that's a skill that I think we we just have to continue to help our kids understand. And I and it's, it can't agree with you more on that, dude. You know, and I think you know, I think so. I, it's always credited to like Mike Tyson or somebody crazy like that. But that's saying that you know people have gotten way too comfortable behind a keyboard. And yeah, they, mm-hmm. they talk a lot different when you know you say sure. like that in, to somebody's face, you're going to get punched in the mouth. Right, <laughs> right, for sure. You know, that's what used to happen. That's what right. used to happen. When you wanted to make fun of somebody, when you wanted to disagree with somebody, you had to do it to their face. Mm-hmm. You were you were more willing to be uh, respectful and a little restrained because you knew they had direct access to you. Right. Like you There's... said, you're, you're brave behind a keyboard. Your thumbs are pretty good fighters there. Right. Um, you know, but but that 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 uh, the other aspect that I take from it is is that it's okay to disagree. Oh, absolutely. I think, for, I think kids for, for a while, for too long now, everybody's got to get along and everybody's got to think the same way. Mm-hmm. And if and they see it every day and, and you know, they, they, they're not dumb. They're on social media. They're on they're on Facebook. They're on the Internet. They see what's going on around the country, around the world, where it, it, mm-hmm. hell, look at Washington, D.C., look at any politician, mm-hmm. any political conversation you want. You have one side or the other. And there's no common ground anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that is spilled over into our athletic programs, that is spilled over into our academic programs, into our school buildings, mm-hmm. um, where you can't have two kids just say, okay, well, you think that, I think this, and we'll go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a, it's gotta be an extreme on either end. And and, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's kind of frustrating to see that, but it's definitely something that has given us um, something to work on. You know, and, and yeah. I'm sure your your situation at BU is not all that different than than what we're seeing here at Brook. You know? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think it would. It would be very similar. Yeah. Very, very, very similar. Especially for me being new to the to administration, it's every day. You know, it's seeing something with social media, with some beef, something of that nature happening. Uh, but yeah. So, Coach, as we land the plane on, on the podcast here, I would love some wisdom to somebody looking to get into athletic administration. What is something you wish you knew early on that you know now? Well, one thing that I I am very excited about that has started to uh, happen, which was definitely not an option, um, you know, when I started in my teaching career, in, in, and I say all those years ago, back in 1999, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when you wanted to get into coaching, you either had to find a find a job where you could set your own schedule and be your own boss, mm-hmm. um, or you got into education mm-hmm. because that's where all your coaches came from. They were either insurance agents that went out and were yep. able to work their schedule, or mm-hmm. teachers. So I got into teaching and I said, you know, what do I need to do? So, okay. So then there was the academic administration and the principal papers, right? So let's get mm-hmm. into that. And let's, let's, let's take the long way around. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I would be, would have been very excited if I would have had the option that some the guys do, the people do now, that you can get your master's mm-hmm. in athletic administration. You can get a bachelor's in education, master's in athletic administration, mm-hmm. and work directly into that path now. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. What I would tell people though is, if you want to go and you want to get into the high school level and be an athletic administrator. Um, Go the educational route. Mm. Uh, there is so much that you learn and so much of what we do in the AD role is, is pedagogy. It's teaching. It's the same mm. thing that you learn in your educational foundation classes. And mm. that's really what, what carries you through this job. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that part gets lost sometimes. And amongst all the clerical stuff and amongst the computer stuff, like I was saying earlier, I was sitting here updating our website and printing schedules mm-hmm. out and doing whatever. But at the end of the day, it's about building relationships with people, building relationships with kids, mm-hmm. and, and knowing how to, to get everybody to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I discovered shortly after taking over the AD's position uh, was getting involved with the NIAAA. Mm-hmm. Um, getting uh, my, uh, my CAA, my RAA, mm-hmm. my, my middle school uh, athletic administration um, certificate through them, which is an accredited program now. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you already have a degree and you're already in education or you're leaning that way, um, you know, that is really job specific, mm-hmm. you know, because you do focus on a ton of different things, especially the legal issues. Oh, yeah. You know, the, there are six foundation classes through the NIAAA, and the first four of them are legal issues, mm-hmm. just because there are so many things out there that you have to be cognizant of on you know, things from negligence and safety to training for your coaches and making sure the, they understand the legal duties and all that, all of that, that, that package that comes with it. Um, mm-hmm. But those would be the, the, you know, the couple things that I would definitely, you know, the educational path to me, whether it's actually coming from the classroom or just having that educational background, you know, that bachelor's level background, um, mm-hmm. and then doing the, the athletic administration work on top of that makes now the most sense. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and like I said, when I was coming up through in, in older ADs, it really wasn't as structured. Right. A lot of times yeah. now, even at small schools, you have you have ads where, oh, you're just the uh, oldest coach in the building, so you get to be in charge. <laughs> yes. They yeah. You the keys, and they go, okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the big and the big thing too is never, ever stop. And that, mm. that's a that's a cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably said by almost anybody you talk to on the educational end. Um, you know, whether it's actually formal classes or just reading, um, you know, there are so many resources out there. So many people, and you know, from being in coaching, Zach, it, it, what, what do coaches want to do? They want to talk to other coaches. Oh, for sure. They yeah. Want to share X and O ideas. They want to share program ideas. That's why we go to clinics, right? Right. That's why we, that's why we learn more at clinics sometimes hanging out with each other afterwards and sitting in the, the actual talks. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's, ADs are the same way. Mm. ADs are the same way. You know, I'm, I'm, I get involved, um, 
you know, that would that would be my my next uh, piece of like get involved. I'm mm-hmm. I've never I've never been a fan of people who want to sit in the back row and mm-hmm. throw rocks and criticize. Mm-hmm. And I tell my coaches all the time, you want things to change, get involved. Get on yes. the coaches committee. Yes. Get on get involved in the conference. You don't like the way the schedule's done? Talk to the guy at the state. Here's his number. Mm-hmm. You know, my, mm-hmm. my wife found out found out out the hard way. She's she's our head swim coach here. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came to me the one day after the state swim meet and she said, I don't like this and that. And I said, Well, I'm glad you said that because the state office just called. They need a regional rep on the committee. I put your name in. Oh man, I love that. You can you can go down and make changes. Yeah, absolutely. And and I and I've done that with all with all my coaches. But but again, I, I try to live that example. Mm-hmm. You know, so our, our local conference, our OVAC conference, um, you know, I serve on the board there. I serve as a regional director there, and, and the ADs association. I'm involved there. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I I can't say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're we're getting ready for our spring conference. I'm I'm doing some teaching down there. Um, but coming up in uh, March, but it's that, that continuing, you know, uh, uh, just to, okay, can I learn something from this person? Can I learn something from that person? What can I do mm-hmm. differently? What have mm-hmm. I done that maybe isn't the right way to do it or the best mm-hmm. way to do it? Mm-hmm. And just like we we learned through through coaching, you know, there's not really a whole lot of new ideas out there. Mm-hmm. Everything's stolen. Mm-hmm. The way our website oh, for is sure. set yeah. up, to the way our Twitter, the way I run the social media, to the way I put schedules together, I learned that from somewhere. Oh sure, I'm not that yeah. smart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm really not that smart. Um, but I, I I I was was smart enough to 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 learn it, and I would be remiss. Um, and I had the opportunity just to like I guess about a year ago now. Um, one of my my mentors from high school, Bill Cleary from Sarah Catholic, uh, long time AD, very retired. Just had the uh, gym and the court named after uh, named after him at, at the school. Um, and uh, you know he was instrumental as I was coming up through just being that that person who was on on speed dial mm. you know and i mentioned yeah. some of them earlier you know coach shep who was down at waynesburg and was the former head coach and ad at Massillon up in ohio um you know coach bowen who, who gave me the you know my first real opportunity to do something was a long time ad back in the pittsburgh area uh, all of those those guys that, that i have that i came up around greg at franklin regional that all contributed different different pieces mm-hmm. you know and i think that's part of what um that i'm looking to do mm-hmm. i want to leave that legacy a little bit yeah yeah so, yes and whether it's you know finding a, a younger guy somewhere else to mentor or someone coming up through your system mm-hmm. you know that you can partner up with or even an, an, an older guy there's a there's a uh, coach hicks up at up at madonna he was you know long-time football coach he was the he was a head football coach for a while, and, and he got out of that, and he came back as, as their AD, and and um, he had never done that job before. Mm-hmm. And we ran into each other over the summer. He'd just take it over, and we sat for an hour. Mm-hmm. offered, hey, give me a call. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down. Let's talk. We used to do it all the time when, when you were coaching, I was coaching, and mm-hmm. we'd step on seven versus each other and, and do those things. And, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, he got out of it, and, and now he comes back as the AD. 
and never be never be afraid to throw throw things out there. Maybe somebody can learn from you. I tell people all the time, don't take what I'm saying as the only way or the right way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's what works for me, and and if you try and it works for you, great. If what I take shows you what not to do, great. And that Mm. would be, you know, one of the keys I think to being to growing as a professional is that you have to be able to identify things that don't work so well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you're on your way up through, through the ranks and coaching, you maybe looked at a coach and said, all right, I'm not going to do that. You know, yeah. Those are the memories I have what's going on, the most vivid, uh, those vivid memories. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the most vivid ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and some of those lessons are better than the ones we look at and go, oh yeah, I, I like that idea. Because sometimes we forget about those because things are easy. Mm-hmm. When things don't go well, and you're sitting at zero and nine and zero and ten, and you're getting beat by fifty points a week, and in in the, the one of the coaches you're working with, and you're looking at them going, what are you? Right. And it, it's a fine line between being on board with them and, and staying respectful and staying part of the team. Mm-hmm. When you have a chance to go back afterwards and reflect, yes, and say, mm-hmm. you know, it might not have hit me that season, but now that I've been gone a year, why, why did we do that? Yeah, yeah, that that feedback of what what yeah. just happened and how do we change it? Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I think I, you know, I think generally speaking, those couple things, you know, finding finding that path, you know, where do you want to be? Finding your your mentors, finding your network. Networking, mm-hmm. just like in coaching, is key. It, it is. It's about who you know, getting your opportunities, um, being able to pick pick up the phone and, and reach out to to people when you have questions and when you make mistakes. You know, when you make uh, when you make the mistakes and when when things go bad, can can you pick up and pick up the phone and call and I you know I'll use you know boss Rick down at down at Buck Up. Yeah, I, my I man. call Rick all the time, and, and like, hey, buddy, I, I messed up. Can you help me? Right. You know, and he's done the same with me. Hey, I, I, I got the bus out late. We're gonna be late coming up. No problem. We'll handle it. Sure. And and that's how that's just how you how you work. You know, work together. You're never always right. And you're never always wrong. Mm. Just like we say on film, it's never as good as we think it's gonna look. It's never as bad as we think it's gonna look. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Coach Man, thank you for coming on doing this. What you there's a lot of what you do from mm. a, from a. a head coach or a football coach perspective mm-hmm. that you carry right into administration. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I, and I you know, to, to, to put it in football terms, I look at my head coaches as my position coaches. Mm. And I look at, you know, their teams as their position groups. And, and I, I like, if I'm being the head coach, then I'm managing my, my position coaches. Mm. And I have a couple veteran coaches that I look at as my, you know, I have, they help me with gym schedules. They help me with other stuff. And, you know, especially doing, you know, two schools up here with the high school and the middle school. Mm. I really rely on those veteran coaches, just mm. like you would rely on good coordinators. Sure. Just say, okay, hey, I need you to handle the gym schedule for this month. Hey, mm. I need you to take care of this for this month. Hey, can you make sure mm. the field's ready for, for this week? Mm-hmm. And, and by managing a smaller group, you don't overextend yourself. Mm. That's awesome. That is fantastic, Coach. Thank you for all your wisdom. That's fa- that's awesome. For a second there, like a, like a minute or so ago, I thought like because my screen froze, I thought you were done talking. At, at the, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I thought like you would like oh, stop. I was like, oh no, like I wasn't trying to do any of that. Thing. 
and you're being summoned, my friend. Your your walkie talkies no, no, going no. off. Custodians are calling each other. I'm not sure what they're talking about. That's awesome, man. Well, shoot, my actually my girls are watching the podcast right now. They uh, oh, yeah. they snuck out of bed, so they're watching the there podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, they're doing. They're doing all right. They are doing good. They're going to go to bed here shortly. Bed for a little bit, huh? Absolutely. They love it when I'm on the podcast. They come and uh, and look at the screen and like, hey, who are you talking to? All that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, who are you talking to? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, Coach, I'll let you get back to your, your games. I appreciate you. Thank you for all your wisdom. Yeah, no problem, Zach. Love doing it. And uh, yeah, I'd love to catch up again sometime. And uh, good luck with everything down the road. Hopefully we get to uh, see you on the field here in a couple. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really that'd good. Be good.